hi welcome to this special podcast news 9 has put together we have come together to discuss about the upcoming academy awards uh, the 94th academy awards is supposed to take place on 28th march which we of course will see on monday morning i am ishita sengupta i'm a film and culture writer with news 9 and i am uh, virtually sitting with uh, three contributors a uh, film contributors of news 9 uh, manik sharma rahul desai and pradeep menon so what we want to do today is uh, go over the main categories of oscar discuss the nominations uh, what we thought of it and who we think should win so are we good to go yep okay yeah, let's do it yeah let's go Let's start with the original uh, screenplay. I'll just read out the nomination so that it's easier. So um, we have uh, Kenneth Branagh for Belfast, Paul Thomas Anderson for Licorice Pizza, Adam McKay uh, for Don't Look Up, uh, Joachim Trier for Worst Person in the World, and Zach Bailin for King Richard. So let's go from Manik, Rahul, and Pradeep. Let's see what you think of it, Manik. Who do you think? Uh, so uh, you know. Uh, to be honest you know i uh, when i i was almost convinced when the nominations came out that you know anderson's name should be in there he's been so consistently nominated in this category and yet you know it's it's almost a bit of an abomination according to me ki he hasn't won it yet uh i mean i love the film i uh it's perhaps his most the lightest film that he's done mm-hmm. but i just love how I mean, how smoothly. I mean, it's it's almost like he's uh, channeling a bit of Linklater through him, and how smoothly it runs. And uh, you know, Anderson has always uh, been about these very, uh, you know, uh, very uh, seemingly dark internal uh, conflicts. But here he's perhaps making something so light and so fluid that I almost, I I always thought this is perhaps in in terms of writing, not maybe. Uh, I mean, in terms of directing. Uh, probably has done better work but in at least in terms of writing and i i, I find it surprising that the writer in anderson does not get as much acclaim usually as the, the director does so i mean if i had to pick one uh, as as a hardcore favorite i would pick anderson this time to finally you know take that trophy home because i i'm pretty sorry he's not getting any of the other prizes uh, okay. the films nominated for so yeah okay. i mean that would be my pick um rahul Yeah. Um, yeah. First of all, I'm kind of happy that everyone is not used to speaking. Uh, we all are used to writing so much that uh, it's nice to know I'm not the only one feeling awkward here. But uh, uh, it's nice that we are beginning with the screenplay nominations. Uh, I, I went over these nominations. Uh, th- these were one of the first categories I go through when when the things are announced. Uh, and original screenplay is usually a very exciting category because the Academy. uh goes for slightly left of field uh, uh sort of choices uh especially in the last 4 or 5 years uh, we we've seen a lot of genre films so to say win this category so it's usually exciting you see uh, you know um, get out and and um, promising young woman and very very interesting films and uh, uh, sort of socially driven uh horror thrillers and and genre films winning this category so in that sense if if it was just another year i think uh, i think don't look up would 
have won it uh, if it was say a couple of years ago but i don't think this was a film strong enough to sort of really merit that kind of uh, very unorthodox uh, uh, sort of victory so I, i mean i agree with manik here about licorice pizza a very different anderson film uh, i also agree that the academy may get a little emotional and give it to him almost like a sort of a career prize and you know that that get tends to be tricky because normally filmmakers uh, especially acclaimed filmmakers who get these oscars uh, say after being nominated four or five or six times they usually get it for films they don't deserve it for or probably their weakest films arguably the departed syndrome you call it but uh, uh, but yeah I, i don't know if paul thomas anderson deserves it for this film uh, you know as nice as the film was i i wasn't really of course you know it comes with baggage because you expect a paul thomas anderson film and he tried something different uh, and you know it's right that you can't really see the writing in this film which is a victory on its own also but i have a feeling belfast might take this category uh, um because uh, it, it's a perfect blend of sort of personal political and you know sort of the country's history uh, and the film has been sort of making headlines for the last uh, four or five months wherever it's been playing and uh, and i watched it and I, i felt like you know while watching it you feel like it's a really remote and sort of intimate film but the zoom the lens sort of zooms out very quickly and you get a very good idea of uh, you know northern line northern islands uh, situation back in the uh, late 60s for most of us who are uninitiated with that it was a very interesting film and uh, Uh, so yeah i have a feeling this is a front runner for the category but if you ask me my personal favorite i'd say i i really wish worst person in the world wins if it's an upset i wish the same nice um <laughs> pradeep uh, what is your pick yeah yeah so i think um, uh, right so um, um i agree with both of them i wish i had a contrarian view i i really think belfast um, i would really like belfast for belfast to win but you know even licorice pizza right i mean mm. i am not from usa in the 70s but like uh, as as i also uh, nicely put you don't really see the writing you just uh, it's just there you just you you're transported you are experiencing what those guys are going through so uh, it's a toss up between the two but i want belfast to win i like the i, I like the fact that it has uh, a broader thing that it's talking about you get you just get so much more of a sense of of uh, uh the political angle the culture of what's happening there in in northern ireland so yeah i think between belfast and licorice pizza but my vote would go for belfast you know what's what's interesting about if i may i might just add you know what's interesting about the kenneth uh, the kenneth brana aspect here is that the guy can't make a good christie adaptation to save his life but yeah really really like that was <laughs> really so weird <laughs> it is so weird i mean he he's made two films i mean i haven't seen death on the nile yet but he's made the first one was so horrible and i i i am looking at belfast and i am thinking ki is yaar is this the same guy i mean is this the same person working in both films absolutely and in fact death on the nile is worse i would think or at least a tag, not worse i mean they're still i would say watchable films both of them but they are just not up to up to the mark and it really seems like two different filmmakers when you see belfast yeah. and and, yeah. and when you see that on the i i i think sometimes sometimes i think it, it it it's basically education in the sense that sometimes it's also the films that you say no to that make your career yeah. rather than just say mm. yes to uh, in, in a sense so it's so incredible uh, yeah absolutely yeah um so yeah. what do we have like if we have a consensus here what would it be belfast 
Yeah, two um, to one, I think. Yeah. yeah, I would think Belfast. But yeah, I'll be very happy if uh, Paul Thomas Anderson wins. What departed syndrome situation is a now is just. I think it's that. Yeah. I think it's that. Just, and it's, it's it it kind of. I mean, to Rahul's point, I think it's also perhaps. Uh, when you make perhaps make your most tepid film is when you actually get noticed that you know he can do that this thing also. Yeah. So I think when you make your most warmest film or maybe uh, to that you know that departed syndrome, it causes he had done so much before that, but somehow you know uh, never got gotten the right uh, prize for it. But yeah. <clears throat> but the good thing is, Liquor Pizza has got a BAFTA, which if any indication might be a good. Uh... उंटर Uh, otherwise, you know, it's just Oscars B, right? Or yeah, like yeah. 2.1.1 or something. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so the next is the adapted screenplay. Uh, we have Jane Campion's *Power of the Dog*, um, Hamaguchi's uh, *Drive My Car*, Ma- uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal's *The Lost Daughter*, *Coda*, and uh, of course *Doom*. What do you all think, uh, Manik? Uh, so you know, I think. of all the categories that i mean that we are discussing i think this one is the most open uh, uh, because i mean it's very subjective how you uh, you know respond to a, uh, a film and its screenplay i think both coda and drive my car have i mean coda by design and of course drive my car because the kind of film it is they have to use silence almost like a character and you know introduce it into film uh, and drive my car as beautiful as it is i mean it's a very hard watch i mean you can't really I wasn't able to see it in one sitting. I, I think it's probably the streaming effect on me. Hmm. But when you be, complete it, I think it's 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 not. It doesn't feel as heavy. It didn't feel as heavy to me, and it 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 uh, remained with me much longer because how it used you know that silence in it uh, and the calmness in everything. And also, I think it's Eastern filmmaking mostly because I don't think a Hollywood can. uh english films per se can you know accomplish that to this effect uh, it's mostly eastern filmmakers who have this very uh warped sense of maybe iranian cinema for to an extent but these filmmakers have this sense of you know how to use screen when nobody is speaking nobody is doing anything and also when your actors are so understated and it's not the kind of acting that we are used to like everyone's giving you an expression so drive my car is in that most most people are not you can't read them basically right so i think that that is where a screenplay has to bear more weight hmm. uh so i that's where i think it won't win but i would love for it to win because it's also the kind of cinema that will break through into you know more uh, the, the the basically the uh, cloud that the aaron sorkin form of cinema has come to earn you know see you know the more people speak the more chaos there is on screen the more serious we are about what we do right so i think it should win but i i would want it to win but i don't think it will win coda would be the next flow i mean purely because it has to create so much on screen without uh really you know um, being accessible to every person and so i think that's where uh, that that was perhaps the biggest challenge but 
So I I think Koda is a discussion in itself because I'm very divided over the film. Oh. I love it technically, but uh, I I find it very manipulative and I think that's built into the film. I think so that's a problem. But I would love for uh, Die My Car to win. I mean I I think it, but I don't think it will. Okay. That would be my pick. Rahul. Uh, yeah, honestly, I'm very happy Aaron Sorkin hasn't been nominated this year. Uh, <laughs> for the for the one film is written, I totally back Manik when he says that you know that that style of writing is often misinterpreted as you know uh, uh, a lot of writing and good writing, but it hasn't yeah. worked this time, which is good to know. The Academy wasn't fooled by it either. Um, you know, honestly, any you know any one of these uh, nominations can win, except Dune. That is. Uh, the mm-hmm. other four, if any of them win, it would be fair. It's that kind of category. Uh, I, I, and yeah. you know, I, I I totally back Manik about drive my car again. You know, three hour film and all, but uh, it's one of those things which sort of looks so different and looks so almost picture perfect in every frame that you can almost miss the writing or the adaptation uh, uh, in the film and very hard to obviously adapt. Uh, I my personal favorite amongst these was the Lost Daughter. Uh, I know it won't win. It was one of the early favorites, uh, maybe you know, mid last year or towards the end of the year when it came out on Netflix. Uh, um, and I have a feeling it's going. The category will come down to like a toss up between sort of Power of the Dog and Coda. As much as maybe Drive My Car deserves the award, I feel like because Power of the Dog might win the main award, which is director and picture and all. I think uh, I have a feeling uh, they might just give Coda the one award. Uh, uh, which is this one year? Uh, but honestly, if it if if there was only merit based awards, uh, I don't see how anyone could have beaten Maggie uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal's uh, you know adaptation of uh, that particular novel and the way at least uh, you know sort of um, uh, Olivia Colman and and the entire sort of cast um, sort of got the lost daughter to life on screen because. uh i felt like that was the entire point of adapted screenplay that was i felt like i was watching some even though i haven't read uh, the origin uh, i haven't read the novel and all uh, it's it sort of film that made and when you watch it you know that it comes from a source material but they made it their own at the same time uh, i i was very hooked on to it but you know my favorites usually don't win so uh, so so yeah i mean i'd be more than happy if drive my car wins but i feel like it'll come down to coda Sadeep? Yeah, I think for me that there are two clear uh, favorites. Uh, for me, I think the Lost Daughter and Coda both both I would think were were my favorites. I mean, I, I realize uh, that uh, Manik mentioned about the sort of manipulative style, right? Um, mm-hmm. I kind of agree. I kind of agree that it it has that it has a manipulative uh, sort of edge to it throughout almost. But I got manipulated. Yeah, I mean, I really liked it. So if I had to pick one, I would, uh, I would, I would go with I would go with Koda because I was just uh, all of it, right? I mean, um, uh, the screenplay becomes so much more important. So here we tend to do screenplay and dialogue as two different uh, things, but they are essentially yeah. a part of the same text. So uh, when you are when you don't have that much dialogue, and yet what they were communicating through their actions was so um, I don't want to use this word. Yeah, it's too basic, but basically relatable. You know, I was I was I got it. I, I was I was enjoying it. And as I said, just hook, line, and sinker. I fell for the manipulation. So I'm just going to go with Koda outright for the adapted screenplay. Okay. So um, what do we have here? How many for Koda? Oh, I I will go for uh, I love Lost Daughter. I've watched all, but I I don't think uh, 
like that portrait of motherhood i haven't seen before and uh, i i was just too sold and i have read the novel uh, and she just like she oh. just made it her own like it's very tough to adapt a ferrante novel and uh, she just right. did it so well so yeah my pick would be lost daughter but as rahul said i totally agree i don't think it will get it but uh, if we uh, so what are the votes like uh, manik who do you think yeah i i mean i i was i mean i was obviously started with drive my car but now listening to everyone i think yeah i mean <laughs> the lost daughter if i had to pick a second favorite I, it would be the lost daughter but i i think it's it's such a year where jane campen might sweep yeah a lot of these awards because it ticks boxes hmm. uh right. and uh, you know guys i think at the end of the day uh, you know the oscars so black and etc etc i think it's a white white film still wins a lot of awards yeah, i don't think yeah. it's the case that you know uh, i mean unless and until something really shouts at you which really hasn't happened this year hmm. uh, i think it could be camp uh, you know campus to lose i think so uh, do you think it would be coda or lost daughter uh lost daughter let's lost go with daughter. lost daughter okay rahul yeah same pradeep uh i say coda so yeah i think lost daughter will lose <laughs> okay that is okay so i would be the tie breaker assuming so if i say lost daughter then i'm putting lost daughter for now Okay, yeah, so um, the next is uh, the supporting best supporting actor. <clears throat> so you have uh, J.K. Simmons from Being the Ricardos, Jesse Plemons for Power of the Dog, Troy Kostu for Coda, Cody Smith Actee for Power of the Dog, and Kieran Hand for Belfast. Uh, I just want to put it out there that Troy Kostu has won everything there is before the Oscars, <laughs> which includes the BAFTA. Uh, so let me just reverse the order. Pradeep, if I start with you, what do you think who should win? So um, um again I don't know I didn't I did not realize I was uh, giving Coda so many awards in my head but I think uh, Troy Kotsar <laughs> really really kicked it out of the park but now because of so much Coda happening uh, an outside chance I really enjoyed uh, Simon Hines in Belfast okay. like, I think he was superb uh, and there's something about that accent and he's such a fine actor like I'm he's so good even in he's a villain in that in that Zack Snyder's Justice League yeah like I mean you don't see his face at all but even there he is i forget the guy's name but the, the villain's name but like he is the villain in that film and just his something about his voice so i really like simon hands i'm going to go with uh, him for so okay. as just as a to be contrarian because i think otherwise coda is winning too much <laughs> rahul uh yeah for me i'm i'm sort of disappointed ben affleck wasn't nominated in this category i really mm. loved his performance in the tender, tender. Uh, right, right. i thought it was one of his you know again he's you know in such a personal phase of his career sort of uh, uh, you know uh, making peace with his own past and these roles that he does in between i feel like a more honest than stuff he's done before so i felt like at least he should have been acknowledged if he wasn't going to win uh, you know uh, but uh, you know these nominees are pretty strong too and for me my favorite was you know at this uh, at the cost of sounding like uh, you know populist almost it is troy kotsur uh, yeah. for coda because I don't think you can like of course you know when you watch the film uh, uh, and all I, I as as you know um, um, Pradeep said I I love getting manipulated by the film as well <laughs> but just for that one scene with his daughter towards the end of the film yeah. uh, mm-hmm. I think as soon as soon as I saw that scene I was like this guy's surely going to get nominated for most awards I didn't know that he'd be the favorite coming into the Oscars uh, late 
actor but i'm glad he is you know and i don't feel like this is representation for the sake of representation mm. i feel like there is a lot of merit in this particular choice uh, with, with troy kutsur i don't think that just because he is the second uh, you know uh, deaf actor ever to be nominated or uh, uh, all that comes into consideration as much as it makes for a very sort of underdog feel good story coming into the oscars i feel like his was the most compelling performance uh, of that film and you know given that i think most of us like that film a lot uh, i think his win would be very significant otherwise you know i feel like a dark horse in this category would be cody smith mcfee for power of the dog because he sort mm-hmm. of creeps up on you in the film just as his character does you don't really you expected it to go in one direction but it turns out to be something else altogether uh, i felt like it was a very atmospheric performance like the rest of the film uh, and he did a very good job uh, you know uh, playing sort of almost the shadows in the film before you know he emerges up yeah i agree i agree um mane okay uh, so um, so i think i mean the first uh the first thing i kind of felt when i saw the nomination was like i mean this must be one of the weakest categories actually uh when there are two people from the same film that has been so over nominated and everything yeah. i think you would basically clutching at straws trying to find performances to put on the board right yeah. uh so uh and and a couple of these performances weren't i mean i would say they were there but they weren't as great for example both jk simmons and flemings in their respective films they were basically something they played most recently i mean they, it 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 was they were in good films uh, jk simmons nomination surprised surprised me the most i mean he he was he literally did, did what he usually does and it, it wasn't anything uh, even out of his comfort zone for example uh i don't know when the coda discussion will happen maybe it happens in the best film uh, when we get to it <laughs> yeah. he is an overwhelming he is an overwhelming favorite to win it uh, yeah. i'll admit i was if there was one film that moved me to tears it was coda uh i i can i'm i'm totally convinced that coda is the kind of film that if you actually went so i watched it watched it at home but if i was was in a theater i think everyone would have went so it's yeah. that kind of film that you know sitting in the darkness and watching it with everyone would have really yeah. amplified uh as these guys are saying you know being manipulated by the film yeah. uh he's an overwhelming favorite at his scenes i mean especially the um, not even the last scene that the, uh, rahul mentioned i think the scene where he's in the auditorium when he's looking at everyone trying to yeah. figure out yeah, yeah. what she's saying yeah, 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 yeah. it's 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 i mean that's where he basically uh, i mean I, I, i almost felt as if it wasn't even a, even a film it's perhaps a documentary where he is this person really struggling and that is how authentic i mean it's weird to say because obviously he's lived probably lived through such instances but but it felt so authentic uh that i think he's an overwhelming favorite i uh, it would be a um, i mean 8 to 8 out of 10 odds for him to win the the minor i mean the uh, the little chance i might give someone else would be uh, uh, cody smith uh, smith as uh, you know dahul mentioned because he is of that film he's basically the fulcrum he's the most most understated fulcrum of that film everyone ha- has uh, i mean in the film gets to you know have has that cathartic uh, i you know uh, ability to you know say something or do something but he's the most who's, who has to be the most restrained because he's in that kind of environment so 
to play that role and still be the one of the most important figures of the film uh and yet not have the most to do he is not the most uh, uh, i mean he's not you know uh, also framed as the most eloquent or the most expressive in that film i right. think it is a very very i mean yes the body type helps and you know it uh, you kind of get that feeling immediately but to still you know play that role uh, when you are surrounded by uh, this environment and this a uh, very intense you know environment that is being created around you i think it it's close second but i think kalsur will i think it, it it i would give it to him myself even though i feel ki okay you know i still want to discuss coda on a broader level of how yeah. to manipulate you but i would still give it to him purely for what he made made me feel from, of right. all the films in the last year right yeah i so, totally yeah, agree i feel like uh, like cody smith mcfee i think he did such a great job in subverting our uh, you know the way we are used to see queer portrayal uh, yeah which okay so the next we have is best supporting actress we have uh, ariana dubose for west side story kirsten dust for part of the dog anjana ellis for king richard jessie buckley for lost daughter and julie dench for belfast uh, ariana dubose of course is one of bafta and is the favorite to win she's also very very good uh, pradeep who do you think i mean <clears throat> I actually did not know that she she uh, she won the BAFTA. Is that what you said? Yeah, she did. She okay, she's amazing. But um, she was my overwhelming favorite throughout. I mean, when I was watching this film and I watched it on the big screen, uh, I had the privilege of that. But uh, she was just spectacular. Yeah. I mean, uh, I really liked Kirsten Dunst as well. As uh, even for instance, um, Anjan Ellis. I don't know how to pronounce her first name. Sorry, but in King Richard, she plays the William sisters. mother mm-hmm. uh, she was also really good um, jessie buckley in the lost daughter so all of them i felt this is this is a, a strong category uh, in the sense that certainly more competition than in in the best supporting actor category but debose was so good and there were so many layers to her performance she had to dance and you know it's uh, the entire world in that whole musical setup with those grand frames and all of that choreography is obviously i mean it goes without saying it's larger than life but she 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 was one of those characters that really kept it rooted so more than uh, relating with say the central love story Uh, or uh, you know or or the dynamics that are happening between the the boys there uh, she i mean her her performance was just um, it was outstanding i could not believe how good it was like she, i just walked away so thrilled and her her dance in particular uh, i just cannot forget so for me just overwhelming favorite i actually did not know that she 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 been winning so far for this but i'm glad i mean i think it's not a surprise at all Yeah, I just watched the film the other day, and just that scene, you know, when she comes to convey the news, and then she just says a change, and she's just so good. Yeah, yeah. In that scene. Yeah. Oh my God! Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Rahul. Yeah, I felt like a very strong category, as uh, Pradeep said, and uh, it, it is again. But you know, Ariana DeBose has been the favorite. She's pretty much swept most of the awards in the last few months. um uh, you know my till i watched west side story which was very recently and that too i wasn't i did not watch it in on the big screen unfortunately when it came out i, I watched it uh, when it came on streaming uh, so till i watched that i i was pretty sure that you know either kirsten dunst or jessie buckley would take it because uh, you know kirsten dunst almost a culmination of a career of right. uh, almost sideline performances in a way and she has 
been pretty good uh, in the last uh, you know in the last 8 or 10 years she has been trying new stuff and as we see with most mainstream actresses entering another phase of their career uh, they tend to experiment a little more and i felt like Kirsten Dunst gave a uh, it was a very very uh, fine performance in power of the dog and same for jessy buckley i think she did a fantastic job of playing a younger olivia colman to so to say without really uh, uh, trying to imitate her physically or even you know uh even on in any other capacity i felt like she was her own person in the past in the film and uh, i really liked her performance but i also believe that she will be nominated for bunch of performances in the future she's at the start of her career so i feel like this is the sort of starting point for her uh, you know i would have to agree with uh, pradeep and your two uh, ariana debose was you know i i'll admit i'm not a big fan of the film uh um i i maybe that comes down to me not watching it in all its splendor on the big screen as spielberg may have wanted us to watch it uh but uh, ariana debose is the reason why supporting performances exist like that category exists for a performance like this okay. uh, and i felt like you know she was the sort of emotional center of a very uh, sort of soaring musical uh, that you know somehow for me was still an improvement on the classic which we may come to later maybe when best picture but uh, yeah uh, even for me she is the favorite to win it i don't think there is uh, competition per se uh, because uh, you know just because of how she sort of elevates the film in her scenes a lot right uh, manik oh i i mean i agree with both rahul and pradeep you know again one category where there is an overwhelming favorite i personally you know i must admit i i have always struggled with musicals so i don't know if it's because we are indian we are groomed up in you know on a different kind of cinema i have always always struggled with musicals i struggled to sit through them i would probably never even con- you know conceive of an idea to go to the theater and watch one so i did i mean for example la la land was the one ex- exception i made because it seemed like the film i could you know uh, commit to but then some of them become so sappy and so uh, i don't know uh, tedious because it you've been through so, so much song and dance in your life you kind of go to hollywood to escape that you know that uh, culture that you've been brought up on so it's it kind of it's always like a conflict in a conflict you know i, I the performances are great but the film i am struggling to actually get through the film and it's was the same case yeah. i love the performances but the film kind of bore me down i was like okay i mean i get it's a classic uh, of course feel but i mean it's amazing how this person com- continues to even at his age continues to reinvent himself and still wants to do something new because i mean nobody's stopping him from doing anything because he can literally make what he wants to do right but it's still so am- amazing that he wants to take up new uh, new challenges uh, but even as you know ek wo cultural cheez hoti na indians you know just look love the idea of multitasking and the new numerous things she's doing in the film feels like you i mean it's an almost an accomplishment to be able to do all these things at the same time within the same uh, you know film so overwhelming favorite easily my second pick who would come close was uh, kirsten dunst pick purely because it took me to her uh, performance in melancholia which i mean is a favorite is a personal favorite film of mine but it never really got because it's it was a, this vague film that nobody really understood how to you know interpret and her i mean she's carried on in some way a decade later she's done a role where she is obviously um, uh, amongst the men she's the one woman who 
could have been interpreted as the soft you know i mean she has to act as the victim also mm. but uh, and she is being victimized by this very you know brutal person and it's almost scary what happens to her i mean i could actually she plays it so convincingly i was actually worried for her in the sense that she that toxicity she could actually uh, uh, you know convince me and you know pull me towards her so i i love that performance i don't think she'll win i think she's a kind of actor who i mean you kind of do register her as a great actor but you don't really remember her as as a great actor because she doesn't get those roles where you know olivia colman might get get that central role in film but i think it's it's very rare for her to have ever had this i think as rahul said you know this peripheral performer who's been on the there who's done stuff on the side but never really had that central you know uh, been the central core of the i would love it if she gets ha sorry yeah yeah i think that's the over film i i would go with her as well i mean for chelly what she accomplishes in this one film doing so many different things so, so yeah i'm I mean, not taking a vote here i think it's it's clear that it's yeah it's pretty comprehensive yes okay so uh, best actor uh, oh tough cat okay so we have will smith talking richard and the garfield picket boom benedict cumberbatch part of the dog uh, denzel washington tragedy of macbeth and javier bardem for being the ricardos so i just want to put it out there that i it's it's amazing that tiktik boom was snubbed and i know what manik you said about uh, musicals being taxing but i yeah, just yeah. loved tiktik boom i thought it was one of my most favorite films of last year and i thought andrew garfield was great uh, but i'll ask what you guys think rahul if i start with you who do you think uh for me it's like will smith hookline and sinker because uh you know honestly uh if it was only about uh the oscars without the campaigning without the sort of underdog story without the narrative behind the oscars it hmm. would have been benedict cumberbatch because that's just a very very powerful performance uh, uh you know as manik said that that entire sort of toxicity and at the same time the sort of masculinity at hand and then there's this vulnerability of sort of being uh, of sort of being uh, uh, the person he is in the film i just thought he's such a malign presence in the film and that he was there even when he wasn't in yeah. in so- the scene yeah uh, he was present throughout every frame uh, and that's a very very rare performance that you can see especially in a western especially in a period sort of film yeah. where you're sort of uh, pervading every frame even though you know, aren't around so for me you know that performance should or could have won in any other year hmm. but for me uh, honestly like i watched king richard i'm a big tennis fan and all but you know even if you aren't and even if if you haven't followed the williams sister for the career if even if you haven't grown up watching richard williams who's their father sort of uh, you know be this overwhelming presence in the stands when they were mm. teenagers uh, coming up the circuit i i feel like will smith just um, sort of knocked me out with that performance because it it isn't even a hagiography it's a very sort of it's a sympathetic uh, film towards uh, the father but hmm. you know we've seen this role being done so many times over the years we've hmm. seen agassiz's sort of uh, book about his own father we've seen a particular stereotype of this sports and uh, you know of this demanding father to athletes and artists uh, just that will smith gives it his own very will smithish uh, sort of uh, turn in this and for me it was an extension of his pursuit of happiness performances which uh, performance which which remains one of my favorite father performances in hollywood over the years uh, he was more or less doing the same thing in this 
film too he was just convincing rich white people to sort of uh, uh, train his daughters and believe yeah. in his daughters and his family and yeah. there was a lot of history embedded in his performances as a black man who has been who has suffered and who has suffered a lot of failure in his life i felt like there was a lot of uh, history in on his face and for that alone i felt like uh, i feel like he's a front runner for this and he's my favorite he i think yeah, i think he also won the baftas Uh, you know um the funny thing is for the exact same reason that rahul mentioned uh, he he wants will smith to win i kind mm-hmm. of don't want him to win or at least i feel like he might not win is because of the fact that he's done pursuit of happiness before and i think that was just absolutely stellar in terms of how it you know this this father who's who's willing to do anything for mm-hmm. the child the the various uh, the journey that he goes through in that film in this film uh, i think to some extent while his performance is just stellar i loved him and i'm a huge tennis fan as well so uh, it just the film connects really hard but um, you know it op- the film opens with him uh, talking about what he's done for his for his uh, for his uh, daughters mm-hmm. you know in the sense that i uh, trained them and i'm uh, going and checking and he's basically it's like a montage of him speaking to a bunch of uh, these coaches whom he's trying to convince and his monologue is so uh, i mean that is the story of the film like i'm saying i was like are you why to open with this monologue and i felt like the moment the performance of his got off on that foot where he's explained what he's done and then we're getting to see it in movie form uh on some level um i that kind of weighed it down for me so only because pursuit of happiness was so good i'm like yeah will smith man i don't know maybe 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 something is missing uh and I, I, as i said i blame the writing to to some extent uh i uh, agree with i think benedict cumberbatch's performance is then elevated by uh you know the 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 sort of visual imagery that jane campion sort of puts together right. so uh, and in that it was it was a very tough this and i had not thought of this so rahul thank you for just bringing that to my attention is that even when he's not in a scene his presence is in the scene you know uh, and uh, that is just such a such an immense quality to have and that's uh, it's also obviously um a lot to do with the writing and direction but i think benedict cumberbatch for me in this category andrew garfield i know would be a nice um, uh, what do you say feel good a lot of people just really want uh, what do you say andrew garfield to win and on the back of his general popularity because of spiderman recently mm-hmm. uh, i know a lot mm-hmm. of people are like yeah andrew garfield should win but as much as i like him um, I, i'm you know i much rather see him play a silence type character but he has to tone down his natural uh, mm-hmm. hyper emotiveness mm-hmm. uh, as opposed to something where he's being hyper emotive where he aces like i think that he that is uh, he's he's really good at it but when he cries uh, in uh, in uh, in his in this film even i cry man so yeah. uh, in tick tick boom even i cry when he cries so yeah so uh, these three were the strongest um, but i think benedict will will probably take this um Manak, who's your favorite? Uh, so I, I think I'm uh, equally divided between. Uh, so you know, in a in a traditional you know uh, year, I would always give it to Benedict for his performance. But you know, having grown up on Will Smith, uh, grown up with Will Smith rather, I mean, I mean the the what he's done for cinema in general. I mean, it's very because he he had such a dip in between and doing those terrible films with. you know earth and whatever terrible terrible films and at one point he was consciously looking for an oscar doing 
again manipulative films that you know literally were structured to you know push him towards a, nom- a nomination at least i think uh he's done so much for cinema in general it's very uh, it's never really acknowledged that you know dwayne johnson and etc have become global stars today but he's really the one even more than denzel i mean denzel has done spectacular work but he never he's never the star who was recognized globally i mean he was recognized as a great actor but will smith is probably the first black person to become this global star at at a time you know where he could do a michael bay he could do anything and it any it was a hit after any did all kinds of work and i i think it's that kind of moment where i i, I don't even think it's a best acting can oscar it's almost like a lifetime achievement that you you mm. have given so much to cinema and it's because yeah. of him that dwayne johnson a person like dwayne johnson is uh, you know his uh, almost like a natural successor uh, this you know smart talking guy who's also well built and dwayne johnson literally does the same film every other year but it still works because uh, i mean that that's uh, kind of he something he's inherited from this guy and he really built the groundwork for you know becoming this colored global star where he, you know he could do anything he could Uh, rap he could do music he could he was a, um, you know an incredibly likable personality off screen so good i mean even indian got made him dance right i mean he came to india and uh, danced with shamak dawar i think i remember i was like appalled by what was happening but mm-hmm. i mean still so sporting sporting in that sense that he was that that was the scale he was operating at and right. so- he has always been a good actor and i think this performance if i mean if you t- uh, you know if you were to evaluate performances benedict ha- has the better performance but i would give it to smith purely and i would probably even wake up on monday just to see ki what will he say when he does receive it because i would love i mean even if he fumbles even if he say something crass i would love it because he's such a likable person i mean there are some people who you just like for even what they are besides their work and he's that kind of person right so, i mean i'll give it to will smith to for me it's will smith so i think it's will smith for All yeah. of us, right? Okay, so we have three more categories. We'll just go for them. Uh, best actress, which I feel is like the strongest category there. Uh, you have Penelope Cruz for Paradise Mothers, Jessica Chastain for Eyes of Tammy Faye, Olivia Colman for Lost Daughter, Kristen Stewart Spencer, Nicole Kidman for Being the Ricardos. Uh, just it's amazing that uh, Renata Dinsberg was not nominated. For worst person in the world, which I thought was like a phenomenal performance, and she also won at the Cannes. Uh, did you all? Did you uh, either of you like uh, feel that she should have been nominated, Pradeep? Yeah. Oh, sorry, Rahul, you were saying. Huh, yeah. Yeah. Huh. You... Um, I mean, yeah, I I did feel that she should have been nominated. It was the kind of performance you tend to take for granted because here's an actress her age playing a version of herself, right? Like right. Uh, someone who's sort of turning thirty. So people tend to be very it's sort of deceptively profound that performance uh, because it's a very difficult thing to do and same goes for the film as well like the reason it won't win is because people think it's just another film about a young person a millennial turning 30 but mm-hmm. there is so much more to that uh, than uh, that and i feel like that's the reason she was probably ignored for uh, uh, this performance and uh, you know i i felt like the oscars don't admit it but they have this unwritten rule where they might not nominate more than one international film person in one category and mm. i feel like penelope cruz given her legacy and also given a very fine performance was that mm. person was going to be nominated for a non english language film so you think penelope cruz among the rest here yeah? that's for the best for actor. me 
फॉर मी पेनल्टी वॉज माय फेवरेट अमंग द परफॉर्मेंसेस आई नो जेसिका चेस्टेन्स गो टू विन इट आई नो शी इज बीन द फेवरेट आई डू नॉट अग्री विथ इट एंड यू नो ऑफ कोर्स इट्स अ वेरी टिपिकल अकेडमी ऑस्कर बेटी हॉलीवुड सॉर्ट ऑफ बायोपिक परफॉर्मेंस एंड फिल्म Uh, uh you know my personal favorite till very recently was olivia colman for the lost daughter she won very recently too uh, right. very complex performance as you said you know such a complex difficult portrait of motherhood uh, mm-hmm. also big fan of what kristen stewart did as princess diana and spencer but penelope cruz uh, i just watched parallel mothers recently on the big screen and you know again one of those very deceptive performances that you think okay penelope cruz is being herself she's hmm. playing a version of herself in in spain but it parallel mothers reminded me of belfast in many ways there was a there was a, a sort of history of spain and there was a very personal film at the center of it between two mothers uh, so for me penelope cruz sort of deserves this category though you know i'm very aware she won okay pradeep what do you think uh you know so for so for this uh, category uh two two films unfortunately i haven't watched i haven't watched parallel mothers and the eyes okay. of tammy faye okay. so uh so that's why i can't comment on them although listening to rahul i really hope that libby cruz wins but uh, but no from the other three i think um, olivia colman for me uh, by some distance um i mean it's it is uh when she she's smiling but she's got another thing on her mind yeah. the way she conveys that yeah. is just is just fabulous and she does it so so effortlessly yeah. but there's a lot it's no no nothing is effortless when when you're acting you know so uh so it is there is a lot of work that goes into it so i think her hers was phenomenal i think with kristen stewart i don't know what the discourse around this uh, her accent particularly is but i was not convinced and even though i loved her performance i would have enjoyed it more on mute because uh, it is beautifully shot beautifully staged and she is emoted very well but uh, you know she spoke i think and i got distracted i think that might be the next diana portrayal on mute <laughs> because there have been too many there have been so many now yeah agla yeah. yahi hoga silent diana or something silent diana that really i mean um yeah so olivia colman for me yes uh so what is the overwhelming favorite here manik quickly if you have any pick here uh is an overwhelming favorite i think uh so so i have this other thing where i i particularly particularly am not convinced by people who play real people i mean personalities okay. of biopics so are always always sort of you know apprehensive of people who do these roles and they have to be received with this great veneration ki okay this is this historic personality and wagera wagera so i am really don't buy into it most of the time uh so i think colman's role in the lost order must have been the most difficult to grasp and uh, because it's something that can go wrong in so many ways right i think it's uh and i know she won't win because she's won recently but i think it's also the most difficult role to you know uh, keep the audience hooked but also not repel them so hard because it it almost feels like noir at times that this person is so dislikable mm-hmm. uh, but i mean that to still have that control yet you know uh, and this is one of the first portrayals of i mean uh, there have been films that have touched upon something sim- uh, similar uh, in the past you know lionel shriver's no- novel when she was you know uh, adapted in everything but this is the first full fledged i think portrayal of a mother who's like st- uh, struggling with that tag and that burden right yeah so i think in terms of imagination it's probably the first time somebody's had to conceive this and that is where the i think the greatest challenge was uh, 
I think the one of uh, the two or three bio, uh, I mean, roles that you know basically do personalities, I, they were okay. I think I agree uh, completely agree with Menon. I think Kirsten Stewart has actually done better work that she hasn't been recognized for uh, personal shopper, for example, and things like that. But uh, I think it has to be Coleman. She won't be, but I would pick Coleman. Yeah, yeah. I just keep thinking about that scene when Coleman says that you know I'm an unnatural mother, and it just blows me. I mean, yeah. Yeah, it's just yeah. it's just so good. Uh, don't you um, like? Ha- uh, there's a lot of uh, conversation about Tessa Thompson being a snub for passing. Did, did you all watch the film? Did you think she qualified for a nomination? Uh, no, I didn't watch passing either. Best director: We have uh, Jane Campion, Far of the Dog, Steven Spielberg, West Side Story, Kenneth Branagh, Belfast, Hamaguchi, Drive My Car, Paul Thomas Anderson, Nicholas Pizza. Um, Pradeep. Um, uh, for me, um, it's a toss-up between Jane Campion and Steven Spielberg. Um, um, I think, I think Jane Campion is on a bit of a wave. She might win, mm. uh, and uh, really, uh, uh, the, the visuals she sort of crafted, the way that film has been laid out, the way it's been staged, is just, is just. Uh, I mean, there's so many frames that still stand out, you know. Uh, so I really liked it, but um, and now I don't know how uh, these guys look at this best director. category okay so i don't know if uh, they're looking at how complex a film would have been to execute as well because that is an immense part of of directing the film and west side story is um it's unbelievable how it has been staged like on that big screen uh, it just it it draws you in so much because everything is so calibrated everything is so uh, inch perfect and you know that this is not just a director you know this is director and everybody working in harmony and then the director getting the best out of everyone so um i'm i'm going to go with steven spielberg on on just like a just how it made me feel uh, when i walked out of the out of the theater so yeah for me but jane campion might just take it as well um rahul yeah for me it's, uh, it's jane campion all the way like uh, I, i just like that film is entirely conceived uh, the the look of the film the feel that atmosphere of the film is 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 very difficult to do and you know while watching it you realize it and and it's it's a fantastically directed film in every way you know direction is not always uh, sort of i mean it, it tends to be misinterpreted i guess uh, none of us have a you know real definition of what directing is but as uh, pradeep said you know it's how you feel after watching the film and how all the departments sort of work in sync with each other to make a very coherent and uh, formidable experience and uh, that's why a lot of people tend to mistake scale also as uh, you know great direction and all and you know the academy often does that but for me jane campion power of the dog is uh, it's an open and shut case I, i for me she was my favorite by far amongst the five it has to be mentioned that denny villen wasn't nominated for best director for dune because again i was that point about scale you know you you tend to uh you tend to nominate uh, the, the legacy directors legacy films big but uh, most big budget spectacles uh, on direction alone and it was a surprise to see him excluded but i have no problem with these five nominations either. right um manik uh, yeah i mean i think uh, i agree with uh, rahul most, mostly i think it's an open shut case for jane campion and and i think it's also important to understand what this represents and this film came to us via streaming so is that is that also saying that you know that in a directorial capacity the role is going to change going forward because 
it's it's amazing i mean even if i mean the film is i I'm, i think probably going to also you know take the best picture nomination home and it represents something a large shift in our lives i think in terms of how we watch cinema how we consume it but she's i mean she and, and the the fact that she works so sparsely you know her work is spread out over you know almost three decades and she works very very you know comes back in a few years and then does something that's really unique to her to me of all the films listed i think it's it's the most challenging film to make uh, not technically but in terms of how you uh, basically put it together the narrative and the visual uh, storytelling and it's even funnier that she's now been i mean i think somebody uh, who was it i think uh, who re- recently spoke that she doesn't understand the uh, you know the uh, the out uh, the out yeah and Sam, she called was, she was responding yeah. to those comments yeah, yeah and, and i think that that's kind of proof that she's already broken a barrier somewhere that it's not even about me being true to your vision it's my vision and she's created her vision and i think that's what is amazing about the film and uh, i think it's it's a very easy pick i think mean, she is on a wave she should win i think and i think nobody is going to is you know raise a voice or be angered by if she does win i think she will win right so win. yeah so i think it's jain campaign sorry pradeep this is yeah yeah okay so yeah, we have no she lonely win i think yeah. <laughs> so we have 10 more minutes it's the last category uh, best film okay so there's coda belfast part of the dog which won the bafta west side story dune drive my car king richard liquor speeds and nightmare alley don't look up this is also the first nomination for nightmare alley i think uh, anyway so pradeep yes, um, what do you think um um i'm uh, between uh, for me i'm thinking two uh, two films the power of the dog and dune right. um i don't think dune will win hmm. um but uh, but of all the i mean i can coming down to the basest uh, uh, you know sort of experience of the film is that how, for how long was i still in the world of the film after i left and by that regard i think uh, dune um, was was that film for me right. but uh, dune has a an advantage of the big screen experience which always kind of helps right. i think power of the dog uh, you know as manik mentioned is uh is a is so important in terms of the time at which it is at which it has come and the manner in which it has explored these themes of of toxic masculinity uh there are many ways to do it there are the the ways that beat you on the head and there are these ways which are uh, which are slow burning and you just sort of immerse yourself in the world of the film uh so i think between the two i would love for dune to win only because um um it should not be what do you say it how do i put it i was feeling hot and felt like drinking water for a long time <laughs> i thought i mean it was it was that you know and I, i watched it twice on the big screen and it did oh. the same thing to me both right. times so uh, um and i know that um, now when i watch it on the small screen it may not feel the same i've not watched it it's come on streaming now i've not watched it yet here but uh, i think power of the dog will win i think it was it is just so immense as a film compared to the others right. um you know uh, be it king richard be it coda all of these films were good to watch but um uh, don't look up uh, yeah i mean again great fun to watch when you're just in it but i, I don't remember much of it you know so um, i just remember that okay there were a few laughs and it it is talking about all of these things and um <clears throat> uh, yeah power of the dog for me um kuchhi rahul Manik, who do you think? Rahul, yeah. first of all. Uh, so, uh, Rahul, you want to go first? 
Uh, yeah, I'll just quickly finish it. Uh, for for me, it's basically power of the dog. Also, uh, I thought I'll come down to power of the dog and Koda because Koda is a typical sort of nice, feel good, uplifting uh, nominee that people might have gone for in a different year. But power of the dog, as Manik so uh, nicely put, the, even the significance of the film and where it stands and where uh, how we are watching it today, I I think it's all Jane Campion and power of the. It's going to be a clean sweep. I also have to mention that this. the this 10 nomination category feels a little random because you're seeing titles that haven't been nominated at all before like yeah, like, yeah. like nightmare yeah. king richard i don't think deserved a nomination in best film yeah. as nice it as a cause to watch uh, you know you can just put the international films in this category and they'd make up the best five films but uh, again don't look up again it felt like a you know skit sort of satire which was fun to watch but doesn't really deserve a, a nomination so a lot of appeasement to you know big directors and sort of big names going on in this category uh, some unnecessary names here but uh, the best will win power of the <laughs> uh manik yeah so i think i i you know that was my first thought that i i also wanted to you know share i think that for the first time this 10 year 10 name list actually feels a little too long i think they've just tried to cram two or three in there because to be very honest i do i didn't think to board was as strong this year anyway hmm. uh, don't look up exactly i mean i it feels like a saturday night nightlife sketch and i mean it's funny but matlab you, you won't remember it. it it doesn't really say anything that you never heard you there's no performance that yes you know dicaprio does embody that chaos little bit but i mean it does, didn't really do it for me it uh, it was somewhere in the middle uh, i know it's the mckay type of film making but didn't really work that much for me uh so koda now since we are discussing koda uh, yeah. and i wanted to, so i have this i mean when when a when a story you know tries to leverage disability in some way i feel very put off by it i i give into it obviously i was more emotionally moved into it but i am also very conscious of why i am being emotionally moved by the film so when it structured into the film ki you know we have basically this a b and c is our premise and b exists because c a exists uh, simply to make it more emotional from the get go even the very thought of it that these people how are they they even living i find that very manipulative and i think it it's basically a cop out in terms of storytelling that you know we don't trust ourselves to you know build that emotion so like might as well just rebuild it into the structure matlab basically put that seed into the ground for, at at the first of all um but so, just to cut you in but do you, yeah, yeah, do you sure. think that uh, like I get that uh, leveraging the disability, but did you think that uh, the director was talking down on them at some point? Because I didn't feel so. No, I no, I, no. I in terms of empathy, I mean, a very very well made film. I get it, but I think I'm just going into the film. I mean, if I think Koda is the kind of film where it it might work the best if you know nothing about it when you're going. I mean, if you went into a theater, you did not know what Koda was because it always sounded like a sci-fi film when you go into it. So. Mm-hmm. you would be blown away by what happens but if you've heard about what the film is if you and the worst thing i think with koda is if you've seen the trailer should right. not see, i mean this is one thing i learned about uh, when i was watching koda is sometimes it's actually better to not watch the trailer not go into this expectation ki i know what this family is i know what their struggles are it's it's because it's a sort of coming of age i know they will find a way to i mean you know basically reveal out Right. So I think that is where it subconsciously, you know, already that film becomes something for you even if you before you start watching. It. So right. I mean that's a whole debate. I think so. I I leave that aside. 
पावर ऑफ द डॉग इजिली फॉर मी इज द स्टैंड आउट फिल्म आई थिंक फॉर सो मेनी थिंग दैट इज रिप्रेजेंट इट्स ऑल्सो पर्स द मोस्ट दैट पुश बाउंड्रीज डिस्पाइट एक्चुअली पुशिंग यू नो द बाउंड्रीज ऑफ विजुअल और पुशिंग द बाउंड्रीज ऑफ यू नो टेक्निकलिटी इन सच इट्स बेसिकली सेट इन so many films that we've seen right broke back mountain and every all of these people mm. did try to do something similar but to be there and still see something so fresh and so disturbing at the same time because it feels so beautiful and yet uh, uh, yet you know you get goosebumps in every different scene because it's so raw and it's so feels so intense key right. you know because the outback is usually seen as this you know very nice sunset and you know great mountains and everything everything so i would love to go on a Live, live there in a homestay like we do hmm. in India, but it's so it's so disturbing at the same time. I think it's it it is the film. I think it is, it has to. Work. It's part of the yeah, dog. I mean, okay. Yeah, it's part. Yeah, pretty much. Okay, so I think we have our yes. winners in respect to our Pugans on Monday. Uh, thank you so much uh, for joining in, and hopefully we will we are right in forecasting some of it. Thank you. Bye bye. Yes. Thanks, thanks a lot, guys. Bye-bye.